1: Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net and Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. Nearly one in three high school seniors has tried vaping in the past year. That's according to a 2017 study by the University of Michigan, and honestly, it's very possible that that number is even higher now, because vaping, e-cigarette use has been growing exponentially among both teenagers and even tweens, middle school students, in the last few years. Another study that I pulled from the CDC said that during the 2017 and 18 school year, Current e-cigarette use increased by 48% among middle school students. That is jaw-dropping. If you talk to kids today, they will tell you it's everywhere. And we are glad to talk about this with somebody who has sadly had to deal with it within her own family. I know we've had listeners already asking us, Janet so I think it's really important we address this issue we have Renee joining us today and Renee is a mom of two teenage boys she's also a health writer who has been covering health and parenting topics for the better part of two decades so she is way more in the loop and informed about health issues affecting our children than most people And sadly, even she was really kind of caught off guard by vaping, how much she didn't know and how much her kids didn't know. Welcome, Renee.
2: Thank you, happy to be
1: here. Tell us a little bit about your family and when vaping became an issue. Well, I have twin
2: boys who are now 18, and so they're seniors in high school. And I would say that I first became aware of vaping Probably two years ago, when they would have been 16, their friends were, were doing it. Um, and I, I was aware of what the device looked like because I had seen some of their friends with it. But I was uh, hopeful that my kids would not pick it up.
1: And when you talk about device, I think it's important to let parents know that one of the most commonly used devices is the jewel, And so you will hear people talk about jeweling. You'll hear kids talk about jeweling the jewel looks a lot like a usb stick it's i mean it's attractive it's easy to carry around and there's a lot of other devices
0: as well different shapes easy to carry very prevalent I find that the one that is shaped like a USB stick quite interesting because there's controversy in the industry about, you know, are we marketing this to kids? Oh, no, we're not marketing this to kids. But when you add in the flavors and then making it look like a USB stick so us old fuddy-duddy parents don't recognize it as an e-cigarette dispenser and it's also really easy to hide at school, and it it looks like something else that you would just naturally be carrying around.
1: Renee, you said initially you'd hoped that, you know, this would be something that, yes, your boy's friends were doing, but that they would not do, which sounds like that's not how things turned out. What happened? Oh, I think it's
2: just typical, honestly, peer, a teen, like peer pressure and and everybody else was doing it, and they're all sharing the device. It was interesting. I remember when I discovered that they, well, that their friends, at least, were vaping. And uh, they were always over at our house. Uh, You know, we had like a basement full of teenage boys. But instead of smelling like teen spirit, it smelled like Juicy Fruit. And that's because they were using, um, mango is really, really a popular flavor right now with pretty much everything but especially with the jewels. And so, like, if I would go down there to just kind of see what's going on, you would have this distinct, fruity smell. And so we talked about it with, you know, with my kids. Um, They were aware that their dad had smoked cigarettes in college and he had gotten started on cigarettes in college, like so many people from my generation did, and that it took him, uh, it was a big effort for him to kick that habit. So we were very honest with them about, you don't want to go down this path. Nicotine is very addictive. Uh, But this vaping device doesn't carry the same type of stigma as a cigarette.
1: That's an excellent point. And I wasn't as familiar with vaping, even though I have teenage kids, and I probably should have been, until I was assigned to write an article on it. And um, one of the things that came across in my research, first of all, important for parents to know, what you said Vaping can be difficult for parents to detect because it doesn't have the same cigarette tobacco smell that you know we can we can detect when somebody's smoking cigarettes. because these flavors and pods come in a lot of different varieties, it can smell like you said juicy fruit or vanilla or a candle or or something else which makes it easier to hide at least for a while. It sounds like you were very aware that this scent meant, hey, there's something going on down here. They weren't just chewing a bunch of gum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they were not chewing a bunch of gum, no.
1: But the other thing... But it did take
2: me a little while to piece it together that that's sure. what it was. I was always like, well, what is that smell? Mm, yeah. yeah, mango, juicy fruit.
1: That's not what you're thinking. I mean, of all the scents you're looking out for, that's not high on the list.
2: no. And that is one of the problems with these devices is that it doesn't smell. It's it's really difficult to detect and tell if your kid's using it.
1: And I've read it doesn't linger in the same way. Nope. Like cigarette smoke sticks to your clothes and sticks to your hair. This doesn't.
2: Nope. Yeah. It dissipates very quickly. So, I mean, even when they're, when the kids exhale, there is like this vaping cloud. You might even see people, I see them in the cars around here, and I can tell they're vaping. You just this little cloud go out the window or you look over and see them with this little puff of smoke, but it dissolves really quick. And kids are, my kids are saying that other kids are doing it in the classrooms even. Like you can just bend over to grab your backpack and take a quick hit and your teacher would never know.
0: Wow. Well, and speaking of that smoke, uh, it's, people think that it's just water vapor, but it's actually has particles in it that are cancer, that contain toxic chemicals linked to cancer, to respiratory and heart disease also. So it's not just a cloud of water vapor, that there are toxic materials in that cloud. And nicotine. Renee, you said
1: you talked to your boys very explicitly about that. But one thing that I've learned is that a lot of kids don't even fully realize that there's nicotine in there. They just think it's flavored water and it's not just nicotine. It's often highly concentrated nicotine.
2: Correct. And I think that the teenagers underestimate uh, how addictive nicotine is. Like I think every single kid that I would ask here, my, my sons as well as their friends would say that they thought that it wouldn't be that big of a deal, that they were just doing it socially. They would do it when they hung out. Well, now pretty much every single one of them has to carry that device with them because they can't go that long without a hit, because they're addicted to the nicotine.
1: Yeah, how do you get that message across to kids who are invincible as far as they're concerned at that point, and frankly, blessedly haven't had experience with addiction? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't
2: know. I mean, I just think they look at it as well, cigarettes are bad because they cause cancer, but these devices don't have the tar. So I'm not being exposed to that, you know, carcinogenic uh, substance, but the nicotine. You know, the studies show that it's bad for the teenage brain that's developing. It's an addiction. It's costly. I mean, it's it's not a cheap habit to have. But you're dealing with teenage brains, and I am talking about boys, but I know girls who do it too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it is the teenage brain that is so susceptible to the addiction, and it actually they they're finding that that. Addiction to the nicotine causes the brain to remodel itself and changes the threshold for other addictions so that they're more susceptible to addiction from other substances as well.
1: And exactly the kind of thing that frankly is not going to change the behavior of a 13 year old right. or a 16 year old in the moment. Mean right. nothing to them. It's about fitting in with your friends. the
0: moment so renee how did you find out we kind of are figuring out how you found out but (laughs) but then what what were the conversations and what where are they now at 18 what's happening
2: well you know as a parent you you hope that they're being truthful with you but as you know also a parent who was once a teenager you realize that you don't always get the full story
1: Mm -hmm. So all I was
2: hearing was how everybody else like so-and-so is addicted and so-and-so is using it. And, and you know, every time that I would that they would mention a friend who seemed to be addicted or who was now using two pods a day versus one pod a day, we would have the conversation about, you know, nicotine is like worse than heroin in terms of addiction. And and it, it messes up your brain. And you guys are so smart. And I hope you're not doing this. But then eventually it's like, okay, not every, there's no way that they're hanging out with this whole group of kids, and I'm pretty sure every single one of them is vaping. So not my perfect children. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Eventually you just have to say, okay, you guys are probably doing it. And I think I found a, a, a jewel in my son's room, but I had my suspicions before I found it, and I wasn't really looking. I was putting some stuff away. What well, I mean is, I wasn't like trying to catch him. I was putting some stuff away for the cleaning people to come. And I opened up his uh, death drawer and there's like the pods. And once you know what a pod looks like, you're like, oh, okay, we're dueling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we talked about it. And he, and my one son in particular really seemed to want to quit. Like he recognized that it was not healthy and um, that it was costing him money that he really didn't have. So I asked him if he wanted, again, because I'm a health writer I'm, and I've written a lot about, you know, stopping smoking and I've written a lot about lung cancer so I, I asked them if we could call like one of the, the stop smoking hotlines that the federal government has to see what they would suggest. So he got on the phone with me with the toll free number that we called and we talked to somebody. And unfortunately, it wasn't all that helpful. Mm, that's discouraging. It is because they're not prepared uh, to help people who are addicted to vaping. They're prepared to help people who are addicted to cigarettes. And I asked her, you know, could he use something like a nicotine patch? And I've been, I, at this point, I've been talking to other moms and we're all like, what do we do?
1: Mm -hmm. Because we're all
2: realizing that our kids are hooked and, and how do we help them if they even want to be helped? And I asked her about like the nicotine patches or nicotine gum. And, and this was when my son was 16. And ironically, she says, well, he's not old enough to buy those. So you would have to go buy those for him. And I'm like, well, he's not old enough to buy the jewel, But that doesn't seem to be a problem, does it?
0: <laughs> no. Right.
2: Yeah, so you're, you're telling me he can't buy the stuff that should help him get off the jewel because he's underage? Like, that doesn't even make sense. So they really, I mean, she told me this is what I can tell you about what we would advise to somebody who smokes cigarettes. And if, yes, he wants to try the. And the other thing is that those um, nicotine replacement, like the patches and the gums, they're not... Really approved, FDA approved, I guess, for uh, minors. You know, they've been tested wow. in adults.
1: I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoir.style/slash That's armoir.style, A R M O I R E, dot style/slash to get 50% off your first month. And never have to worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet.
0: So she's like, your child is 16, so it would
2: be up to you if you're okay trying that, you know, in a 16-year-old. Okay. So my son decided to go cold turkey. That was his choice. And that was really hard to watch. Yeah. It really that. makes you realize. That. It was hard. He was irritable. Yeah. He was very irritable and not sleeping well. Um, and I could just, it was really hard to watch him struggle. And it was just awful to know that he was that addicted to it that it was that hard like I was really hoping he'd be like oh I can go a day without it no big deal but one day was a big deal two days was an even bigger deal
0: and yeah, how long he went was the process uh, I gosh
2: I'm trying to remember he went quite a while I want to say he went several months without it
0: uh-huh
2: and then he started doing it again. It's too easy. It's too attractive. It's, you know, and it's really hard when you're out with your friends and
1: everybody's doing it. Yeah. It's too prevalent. Yes. Vaping is an epidemic among our youth. The U S surgeon general officially declared youth vaping an epidemic at the end of last year. And yet we don't have defined ways to treat or support children who are addicted to vaping.
0: Yeah, it's time to get up with the times. You know, I was reflecting on this, and when I was a teen and and an adult, there was the anti-smoking campaigns that were everywhere. And all we heard about was, you know, stop smoking, don't get started. And it's just ironic that in 2015, the smoking rate for high school seniors was at an all-time low of 5.5% in 2015. And by 2017, when Juuling came onto the market, um, you know, the the numbers went up. And it's also fascinating to me that the tobacco companies are getting behind this also. So, we, you know, we're dealing with these, forces in our society that are money-driven and less caring about our public health. And your kids don't care about all that. But I think it's important to just recognize this is new. Nobody knows what the heck to do about it. And we have to start talking about it. You know, our listeners out there who have kids in elementary school, guess what? here's something else you have to start talking about with your kids, that this is a thing and it's, it's out there. Renee, what advice would you give to
1: other parents? I know that as a parent of teens myself, I really just feel powerless because as you said, first of all, on some level, you know, they're going to do what they want to do, whether you know about it or not. And peer pressure is a lot stronger at that stage than anything I have to say so what do you tell other parents
2: yeah I wish I had some great advice I, I I don't I mean my kids were athletes so you know they were in that group where that I think studies would have said were more protected because you know they cared about their health and and they wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardize their health and then they turned and they're like you know really bright students they're honor society kids um, so they they know, they know exactly that this is not good. And they'll say that this is stupid. I know it's not good for me. They're 18 now, which leaves me with even less power than what I had before. And at age 15 and 16, which is when my kids would have picked it up, they all have friends who are 18. They they have friends who will get this stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the, the one hope that I have for, like Janet, you referenced uh, parents of elementary school kids. There are some steps being done now that I think will help prevent that younger generation from being exposed to this. And that's mostly they've taken off the flavors, like the mango flavors for Jewel. You can't buy those at a store anymore. You have to buy them online. And I'm told you actually have to scan in your driver's license to make the purchase. So they're making that more difficult. But all that meant for my kids is that they stopped using Juul as much and they switched to a different device where they can get blueberry flavored
0: pods.
2: (laughs) So uh, until the government pulls all of these attractive, you know, flavors that attract kids, bubblegum, blueberry, strawberry, mango, um, they're going to keep doing it. Like I think (laughs) the only thing you can get for a Juul right now is mint and even tobacco flavored. That's all you can buy at the store. So I'm hoping that that it'll be harder. Like my kids would never have picked up a cigarette. I I would almost bet my entire life on that, that they would Mm -hmm. never touch the cigarette. Mm -hmm. But these things don't feel like a cigarette to them. But I keep telling them, you don't even know what's in that. You know, you don't know what chemicals you're inhaling, but what's going into your system. And it'll be a decade or longer before they can finally say, oh, yeah, this increases your risk of oral cancer and throat cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think part of this, and you're absolutely right, it's like what can we do for the next generation coming up? Part of it has to be governmental, we need some regulations, we need parents to be aware so they can uh, work on that level. But also part of it too is is helping them handle peer pressure. What do you say when your friends want you to do something? And you know, it's all the things that we, we know as parents we have to do for so many things but hopefully this will serve as a reminder and a refresher that this is another topic and it is really important to be having those conversations and giving, I think important to give your son's language, your, especially your younger ones around, so what do I actually say when a friend wants me to try it? and um, one of the suggestions in an article that I read was, tell them you have asthma and it's bad for your asthma. Land on something like that that can be a phrase, a word that your son can use, so he has that, that support of a strategy to use in the situation when he's being pressured.
1: I am all for those kinds of white lies.
2: Yep, me too. I was curious. I asked my my son what attracted him, like what was keeping him besides obviously the nicotine. Like how does it make you feel? Was what I wanted to know because I never smoked cigarettes and so I really wasn't familiar with what nicotine does. But he says that it it's very it's a very calming effect and so many of his generation, my son included, deal with anxiety mm. and he just said, "Mom, it was a, I was a really anxious time in my life." And that, it just, I took a hit and I felt so much calmer. And then, so when I got anxious, I took, an, you know, I would vape some more and then I felt calmer. But then what he doesn't realize is that it, the more nicotine that he's getting into a system, the more he needs it and craves it. So it's a very bad cycle. But with the number of teens that are now struggling with anxiety and depression, I think that has, I think there's an underlying reason why they're wanting this nicotine hit the way they are
1: a really important insight. And again, speaks to the need for us as parents, educators, to help our kids develop strategies to deal with anxiety, to talk about ways to calm yourself. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you didn't do that. I mean, I know that we can have these conversations and give them 14 different coping strategies, and they may still make a stupid choice. I'm well aware of that. But by not talking about anxiety, we're certainly not doing our children any favors.
2: Oh, absolutely. I would have those conversations and we still have, you know, I know they're vaping, you know, they don't hide it from me anymore because it's out in the open. And like I said, they're 18 and they have jobs. They pay for these things themselves. They know that their father and I are certainly not going to support this habit. And they know that we're here if and when they're ready to quit. But I also recognize that they're going off to college and that's when most people I know from my generation got started on cigarettes. So I think it's almost ridiculous of me to think that they're going to quit while they're in college. So I just kind of hope eventually they're going to get tired of shelling out that money.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, can you inform me and our listeners who have no experience with purchasing these things? What, what is the price point of a pod? I
2: think, and I've never actually purchased one, but I believe that to get the device, the juuling device or or any other type, it's usually around 40 because it comes with a rechargeable battery um, that Uh they plug into like their computer or whatever or to the the wall. So those are about 40. And the pods generally run $20 for a four pack. They're paying about $5 for a pod. And a pod is supposed to be the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. So if you're going through a pod a day, it's the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day.
0: Wow
1: I know (laughs) I asked my 18 year old that question too like how much does this cost because it is so common and so prevalent and uh, I'm just crossing my fingers that the cost might be enough to deter my guys for a while but yeah could be wishful thinking on my part
2: yeah yeah I hope you're right I hope that is enough I'm shocked that it's not enough for my kids and
1: I really appreciate your honesty, and I have to say, for not knowing what to do or how to handle this situation, I'm really impressed by what you've done. Because you've talked to your sons about it, you talked about the addictive nature. When you found out that this was an issue with your kids, do you want help? Do you want to quit? You helped them find resources. You supported your son through his efforts to quit, and even though he decided to resume, you know, you are, like you said, available and present and they know that they can come to you and that's all you can do. And that's the biggest thing you can do. You are respecting their autonomy as young adults right now and being, being a resource and a trusted source of information.
2: Well, thank you. I mean, I, I am disappointed. I feel like I, I feel like we've given them a good foundation and I'm disappointed that this is what they're choosing to do. And yes, I could have kept searching their rooms when they were 16 and 17. And I know a mom who did that with her son um, to try, you know, like every time she found the device, she'd throw it out. Well, then they just go spend another $40 to go buy another one and yeah. they carry it with them. It's in their backpacks in their cars. Uh, they're pretty, they're pretty stealthy and yeah. they're very small devices. I mean, very, very, they're slender. They're like the size of your pinky. So you really just have to be snooping through everything. And I, you know, this wasn't like they were doing cocaine. So if they were doing cocaine, I probably would have searched the room more thoroughly.
0: Yeah.
1: My 18 year old's room is messy enough that it would take me a decade to go through with a (laughs) fine phone.
0: I'm sure. Oh Lord, what I might discover in there. Well, Renee, this has been very illuminating for many of our listeners I'm imagining and a real heads up, an awareness of be on the lookout for this, talk to the school, see what's actually being said about this Mm -hmm. in your community. Awareness on the part of the parents is huge. The kids already know about it. They, you know, they know more than we do as, as, you know, we did when when we were their age and our parents didn't know anything. So it's just this next generation and this thing that that they have to contend with. And it's horrifying that it's so addictive in nature and so appealing in how it looks and tastes and smells and, and it's just made it that much easier to to access.
1: I'm going to include some resources in our show notes. There's the article that I wrote, which is uh, what parents need to know about vaping. But while researching that, I found a few other resources about how to talk to your kids. And uh, Renee, I know you said there's not a lot out there in terms of resources if you have a son or a daughter who's trying to quit, but I will share what I've found. And please... Share this with your friends as well, because the more we as parents have this information, the better it will be for us all.
0: Thanks for being with us,
2: Renee. Thanks for having me. I wish all the parents out there good luck.
1: Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.